This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So we're on week number six, being in the midst of miracles. And this week is, well, a very incredible um, story that tells us of Jesus' power over nature, over all the things that we think are uncontrollable. Jesus here does what we would see impossible. He calms the storm. And it's an incredible story in Mark, but also you can read it in Matthew and in Luke. Um, And as we continue through, we can see as we've done over the past few weeks that Jesus is about his father's business. He's doing what God has called him to do. And seeing Jesus do that, we've seen him heal people. We've seen him um, showing people this plan that's in motion. And also in doing all of those things, he's been showing his identity and also his power and his, and his authority. And you remember that's the things that the miracles were there, not just to entertain or not to entertain, but to meet a serious human need and to confirm his identity and his authority. And today's miracle, as we've said, really shows how in control God is, how in control Jesus is, and shows us this morning that he is the very son of God. And the disciples, as we get to the end of the story, there was no more room for manoeuvre. This guy is clearly something very, very, very special. So the story tells us that, uh, and I'm going to, you know, do my brief summary, as I like to do. Try and put you in the picture. Jesus is out and about. Um, with his disciples. He's preaching, he's teaching, uh, he's doing all these miraculous signs and wonders as you can see in the previous chapters, particularly in Matthew and Luke. And again, he gets himself to the water's edge. It seems to be where he finishes his day because at that point he can get on a boat and he can leave the crowds. So the evening arrives and there he is right at the water's edge. The crowd have been in hot pursuit all day. And now he knows it's time for them to go home and it's time for him to get some rest. Who knows when it's time to get some rest? There's a a very young, wonderful lady in church who said to me this morning, she said, I've done two night shifts and I still haven't been to bed yet. Now that's commitment, amen? That is commitment. She is here. I won't mention any names, Ruby, because otherwise people will know. So evenings arrived and Jesus knows he needs some rest. So what he does is he says to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. So what they do is they get in the boat and they start making their way over to the other side. But as they do that, as can happen, the winds change and a storm arrives Um, A squall. I didn't even know that was a word. It's incredible. A squall arrived. And all of a sudden, remember these guys that Jesus are with? You know the disciples? uh, Quite a few of them were um, fishermen. Yeah? They're used to being out on the water. They're used to the weather changing. They're used to the storms. They're used to all of this. And here they are in the middle of a storm with Jesus on board going over to the other side and all of a sudden it is overwhelming them. They are panicking. Anybody ever panicked in a storm? 
We, we were once driving to uh, Cornwall on holiday as kids, and I remember uh, there's a part of the motorway, I think it's on the M5, where you, you're high up and the other side of the motorway is low down. And on them, I remember my dad, he was doing about eight miles an hour, not because of traffic, because you could not see a thing. It was just sheet rain. It was unbelievable. The wind and the rain was so fierce that you, I mean, you could do nothing but panic. There were no sleeping. It was just, what on earth is going to happen? And these guys here are in the middle of a storm, in the open, in the elements, and they're overwhelmed and they're scared for their lives. You see that in verse 37 and 38. They were scared enough to wake Jesus. Now, I think that paints the picture for us. Because again, as seasoned fishermen, they would have known all the tricks in the trade, wouldn't they? They would have known what to do. Right, we need to get into this. We need to do this. We need to head in this direction. doesn't matter where you go in. You get into however it works when you're a, a person who's used to being in a boat. So they would have done all the tricks. They would have got to a point now where there's literally nowhere else to turn. I hope you're listening. And I can imagine at this point, that they've thought to themselves, you know what, I've got, what else can we do? Jesus, who is sound asleep. He is sound asleep. The Bible tells us in the stern of the boat, he is sound asleep on a cushion. That happened to me on uh, Thursday evening. I woke up at 6.50 a.m on the sofa. I thought, I haven't done anything wrong. Why am I here? <laughs> I'd just fallen asleep. Apparently, Lola tried to wake me, but there was no waking me. So there I, there I stayed all night until Hugo came down and went, Dad, what are you doing on the sofa? I have no idea. But Jesus is sound asleep. And they go over to him and they wake him up. And listen to what they say. Jesus, in verse 38, was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, 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 don't you care if we drown? What a question. Jesus gets up and he he rebukes the wind, the Bible tells us, and he tells the waves to be quiet and still. That's authority in it. He rebukes the wind and he tells the waves to be quiet and still. And do you know what happens? The waves are quiet. The wind dies down. And everything that Jesus has just called into motion comes into being. And it's completely calm. Jesus then turns to his disciples and asks this. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? You see, now, when we see verse 41, it says they were terrified, not of the storm anymore. Make note of that. They're not terrified of the storm anymore. 
They're now terrified of this man who is on board, this God in flesh, this Jesus who is now on board. And it's reverential fear because all of a sudden they realize that the very Son of God is on the same boat as they are. And he has just told the wind and the waves to stop. It's hard to put yourself in the picture, isn't it? It's hard to even imagine it. But Jesus calms the storm immediately. Who is this? Verse 41. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, out of that story, I would imagine that if you went home and you read it, you'd think to yourself, I've got a few questions about that. Well, I've preempted your questions. You see, because the first question that I would want to ask about this story is that the disciples' faith. Well, hang on a minute. There's a storm. Okay? Everybody with me? Anybody with me? We've done all we can, the fishermen. They've done everything that they can do. They're seasoned, hardened fishermen. They're fearful for their lives. And, well, I don't know about you. Here's a question for you to answer in your own heart. You know, when you're in a storm, and I don't mean a, a windy or a rainy storm, I mean those physical storms that happen within our lives, those things that occur, and they can be a myriad of things. And to you, they could be massive. When I look at it, I might think that's not big. And then you might look at my storm that I see that's absolutely huge, and you might look at it and go, that's not really a storm at all. That's just a pitter-patter. It's irrelevant. The thing is that there are storms in our lives all of the time. And if I went round the room and we had one of those open mic sessions, you'd understand that everybody in this place has got something that's going off. Yeah? And in a storm or in a trial in your life, how easy is it to forget what you've been told? How easy is it to forget what you've been told? I mean, when the waves are hitting and the wind is just just a constant barrage, you can't get away from it. It's like everywhere you turn, everything seems to be going wrong. It's like a domino effect. One thing's happened and now we're down three years down the line and it just keeps going on and on and on. And it's like, Lord, what's happening? And very quickly... If you're anything like me, which you are, about 80% water, aren't we? Something like that. If you're anything like me, we become really isolated in our head. How am I going to stop this storm? What am I going to do? Which way do I turn the rudder? Get the sails down. Throw somebody overboard. What am I going to do? And in my head, I become isolated. And we believe that we're trying to fight this on our own because nobody seems to be helping. We've given every avenue. We've given every out a go. And it just does not seem to want to break. But I want to challenge us this morning that so often we've misplaced or maybe we've forgotten what we've been told because we're in what I like to refer to and it happens very regularly with a four-year-old blind panic anybody notice that 
I'm on about the parent, not the four-year-old. Honestly, he does stuff and I'm in blind panic immediately. It's like, why would you do that? How's that possible? It's probably just, probably just Hugo, bless him. <laughs> but Jesus says to his disciples in verse, uh, verse 35, let's go over to the other side. Now, they've stood and they've witnessed. They've walked and they've talked. They've seen Jesus perform miracle after miracle. Have they been listening? That's the question. Have they been listening? He's been telling them that he's about his father's business. He's been showing them his authority and his identity. He's been showing them absolutely without question who he is. And in the middle of the lake, when he said we're going to the other side, they're panicking. We're all going to drown. You've not listened, have you? You've not listened. Jesus told them where they were going, and at no point did Jesus even flinch. If I'd have seen Jesus panic, I'd have panicked. Yeah? You think about it now, because you can put yourself in the story, and you can say, well, I'm watching Jesus, he's sound asleep, we'll be fine. It's like when you're on the aeroplane, isn't it? And everything's okay, even when people are like, oh, there's a bit of turbulence. It's when you see the hostess panic. Then you've got to worry, because if he or she starts panicking, you're in a world of trouble. But in this moment, Jesus does not flinch at all. In fact, in the middle of the storm, they have to wake him up. How are you not awake? You see, this is the key. You've got to think about this. Because when you know who's in control, you can rest, can't you? When you know who's in control, you can rest. I've got a storm in my life, and I am fighting the wind and the waves, and it is unrelenting, and I start panicking because I'm doing it on my own, and I am me, and this is what I'm doing. And Jesus here, he knows who's in control, doesn't he? So he can rest. Who's in control? God, always, absolute, completely. And you say, how is that possible? Because the Bible tells me he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's before all. He is now. He is forever. This is God. And the Bible also tells me that he's omnipresent. That's a big word for a Sunday morning. It means he's everywhere all of the time. Even in the moments when you think the wind is going to tackle me now and there is no way I'm going to get up, God is there. And Jesus, because he knows who's in control, he can rest. Jesus, about his father's business, knew where he was heading. It wasn't to the bottom of the lake. We can be sure of that. Jesus was going where? To the cross. That's where he was going. He knew full well. So yes, there's a storm. Yes, it seems really bad, disciples. But have you got no faith? Have you not been listening? Almost like a shaking moment. For goodness sake, listen to what I've been telling you. I am here. I love you. I care for you. And then tomorrow morning, when it all goes wrong, it's like, Lord, you've left me. You've forsaken me. You said you wouldn't. I haven't. But we so quickly forget. We so quickly 
forget. His disciples had not listened. They had not understand. And they'd missed who Jesus was. Listen, church, even in the midst of the miracles. They'd missed who Jesus was even in the midst of the miracles. We're in week six of miracles. I've been telling you, the word of God's been telling us who Jesus is. And my question to you this morning, are you missing who Jesus is even in the midst of miracles? And Jesus says to him this morning, he says, why, where, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And in the middle of this storm, their lack of faith, their lack of understanding is on display. What about you? What about you? Has the storm sapped your faith? Have you forgotten what Jesus has said? You see, the truth is that when storms come, and and believe me, they will come, always. You might have a period of quiet. It might last a few years, but the storms will come. It's inevitable because we are a decaying people in a decaying world because of that three-letter word that is sin. So storms will come. What we have to do is remember this morning who's in control. Who is in control? Because when we realize who's in control, only then, only then, will we find rest. And only then. Hebrews 13 and verse 5 tells us, never will I leave you nor forsake you. You see, we cannot forget whose hand we're in. And that's why their faith was questioned. And church, as the storms come and go, our God remains the same. Again, just a few verses on, tells us in Hebrews 13 and verse 8, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is faithful. He doesn't change. He's not going to say, do you know what? You've done it one too many times, we're done. He says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And we know that to be the case. We can understand that from the cross. On the cross was the only time, the first and the last time, that God the Father and God the Son were separated. And Jesus cried out, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He forsook Jesus so that you and me this morning, as we put our faith and our trust in him, would never be separated again. It's done. It's finished. That happened at the cross. Jesus did that for you. He did that for you. He did that for me. And this morning, I know that when he says in his word that he is never going to leave me, I can hold on to the fact that that is the truth. And I can hold on to the fact that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is faithful. And the word tells us he will never let us go. We have a decision to make in our lives, all of us, to remember who's in control. But we also have a decision to make, not just to remember who's in control, but allow him to take control. Amen? Because so often in our lives, yeah, God, you're in control, but listen, I've got this bit. I've got it. It's nonsense. 
we take the very author of life and we tell him we know what we're doing. Yet what we need to do is place it all in his hands. We have a decision to make. And this morning, if you don't yet know Christ the Savior, you too have a decision to make. Because I can tell you that the storm will carry on. The turmoil in here and in here will continue. And the only place that you will find rest is in the Father's arms. That is the only place. So to that effect, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we want to bring our praise and our worship to you. And Lord, as we've seen this morning that your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, there on the middle of that lake, he calmed the storm. Father, we see that his power and his authority was shown, that he was the very son of God. And Lord, this morning we just pray that you might help us that know and love you to have more faith, to be sure of who's in control, but Father, also to allow you to be in control. Lord, help us. Shape us into what you want us to be. And Lord, too, this morning, we pray for those that don't yet know you as Lord and Savior. Father, over the years of Hope Church, we've seen lives changed. We've seen people give their life to Christ. And we know, Lord God, that you are in the business of saving souls. And we just pray this morning that your Holy Spirit might move. And that lives would be changed. That, Father, we would stop trying to run, stop trying to wrestle. But, Lord God, that we would rest in your arms, knowing that you are in control. Father God, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory this morning. And we just thank you, Lord God, that you love us, that you'll never leave us, that you have us in your hand. Father, may we rest in that whatever the storms come at us. May we bring it to you and know that you will guide us through. Father, we ask all of these things in and through our Savior's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.